This podcast is brought to you by our patrons. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. This is your beer, liquor, and other beverage news for the week of July 14th, 2018. The high end undergoes renovation at AB InBev. Spike Seltzer surges as summer sales soar. Miller Coors is in the market for a new chief marketing officer. Pizza Hut ensures you never leave the house again. All this and more on Have a Drink News. Welcome to Have a Drink News, the show where we cover the week's popular news about what you drink. I'm Brittany D. Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. All right. Well, let's go get into some news. Indeed. Uh, first up, something's, something's happening over at, uh, at Anheuser-Busch. I almost said Bruin. The, the temptation was strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it looks like they are doing some uh, reor- reorganization over their high-end division. Uh, for those of you not in the know, the high-end is their term for basically all of the places they bought collaborated together into to one one management structure mm, yeah uh they're still independent you know not independently but they're still ran by you know other you know other groups but they're the ones in charge uh in an effort to better align its internal structure with its quote long-term business strategy anheuser bush has split the high-end craft and import divisions into two separate businesses uh, they announced to employees and distributors yesterday the restructuring will include the creation of a standalone craft beer division led by Philippe Spiegel. Spiegel? Those uh, whose title will now change to uh, President of Craft. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a Sorry, little weird that, that ABN Bev. <laughs> Never has a, a title been more a lie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Moving forward, 12 brands will be comprised of the craft beer unit will include Tin Barrel Brewing, Blue Point Brewing, <laughs> Breckenridge Brewery, uh, Devil's Backbone Brewery, Elysian Brewing, it's a whole lot of words, Brewing, uh, Four Peaks Brewing, Golden Road Brewing, Goose Island, Carbach, I guess, Brewing, sure. uh, Vezasur Brewing, uh, Virtue Cider, and Wicked Weed Brewing. Uh Craig Weiner, AB, uh, Senior Director of Sales, will lead the will lead trade marketing, sales strategy, and craft expansion in this new business unit. And they were, yeah, they are splitting off the high end, uh, the sales and marketing responsibilities for the remaining quote high end brands, including Stella Artois, Hoden Garden, uh, Ho Garden. <laughs> Sorry, I always like to put an extra N in that word. <laughs> Hoden uh, Garden. Hoden Garden. <laughs> I go out with my hoe in the hoeing garden. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, my grandfather had a hoeing garden. Uh, Estrella Jalisco, uh, Frasken, Frasenker. I've never actually seen that before, so I was yeah. like, uh, Bex and Shock Top will now fall into AB and Bev's core sales and marketing team. Und Bex? Und Bex? Yes. Und Bex. They, uh, so essentially, we're gonna have the regular high. They're gonna have the the high end for essentially American and high end for for imports. Yeah, now, they're not gonna call it that, but that's what it is. 
Yeah. Well, well, the shock top's not a import, though, right? Well, it's the attempt to make it like uh, Blue Moon, which is a weird attempt at making um, what's the style it's trying to be? Uh, it's really an American wit beer, American wheat beer. Mm. Fruit. Yeah. Um, it does kind of show, though, that the true. If you wanted to really call them craft, but the true specifically, either they bought a craft brewery or they've they've changed this craft brewery internally to make it happen. Um, those are going to be the craft division and brands that aren't really anything like a craft at all, like Bex or Shock Top or Stella Trois, won't be fighting in the same um, same field as those other guys. Yeah. So the the sales reps that are out there selling wicked weed won't be the same sales reps that are selling shock top which for them is a good distribution of their stuff they've got enough people they can they can make this happen yeah not as many people as they had had as this comes in the hills of tales of them uh laying off 350 people from this division specifically yeah but, uh, that's true but those were mostly marketing people i believe weren't they and so well marketing and sales are very similar in these uh, yeah i'm yeah. just saying like the, the previous one they had were that. So, so they may have been cleaning house so they can get new people in for, for some of this. I don't know if they're doing a new hire, but... Uh, yeah, it, it may have been just the realignment they, they said. Yeah. We could do it better and, and more efficiently this one way. Uh, they do say, as part of these changes, fewer than 10 employees were laid off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, never mind. They still got rid of yet more people. Uh, there's like a one guy... Who's really overworked right now? Yeah, really. Because they're about to find out that uh, the people who made a bunch of these brands worth that much are no longer purchasing these brands. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, additionally, a pair of newly created dedicated sales and marketing teams will work to push a beyond beers, uh, beyond beer offerings, uh, mm. things like the non-alcoholic energy drink Hibble. Sure. Uh, yeah, I was looking at. I was thinking last... highball, but that's what I thought at first. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to say hibble until I'm corrected. Hibble. Fair. Uh, if you want it to be highball, you should have put a hyphen there. <laughs> uh, and hmm. flavored malt beverage offerings like spiked seltzer uh, are the two things they had recently acquired. Uh, we are encouraged by uh, early signs of growth that have been reported, and believe the new structure offers us the best opportunity to build on the momentum as quote from them uh so yeah this uh, this is also coming at the uh, also on the heels of their elevate initiative which they lost last uh, last december to try to be good craft beer makers mm. uh <laughs> and, and to to support the craft community exactly by buying the mm-hmm. entire community so we just can't get serious with this stuff with them it's like that's nice. Like I don't. <laughs> it, it you can't just say AB InBev in the same sentence with craft unless it's like oh they bought somebody else. You know it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or it's uh, <laughs> the not, Brewers not Association right. is attempting to buy them. Or yeah, yeah. So uh, you know it's. I'm surprised that that the high end also included st- like I assumed the high end was literally just there there we bought these craft beer divisions so this puts it more in line with what I thought it already was mm-hmm. uh, and I thought they just had a different section for their their imports or whatever else they were 
Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty much that. putting this where our expect, expectations already were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I mean, yay, I guess. So, hmm. I just wonder now what that's going to mean for, uh, for a lot of their products going forward. Like, are they going to be able to find a way to either convince people or to make them forget that they're ABM Bev owned? Or how much that actually matters? Yeah, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, some people just don't care. Yeah. So. You say that, and then still, I'd talk with more people and people who don't know that Goose Island is owned by ABM Bev, and their knee jerk reaction when it comes up is, oh, everything from them is terrible. <laughs> It's from like, Goose Island? Yeah, and it's like, funny you should mention that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, their standard stuff is the, you know, the stouts tend to be pretty good. The sours yeah, yeah. are, you know, for something that's mass market available, they're pretty good sours. And the Bourbon County still, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's when I say the stouts. Yeah, that's, yeah, That's sorry. what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, yeah, things that are made... In the probably a different brewery than where ABM Bev stuff's made. No, oh, yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah. all the Bourbon County and the Sour Sisters are all still done. I think uh, the original location down on Fulton Street, in mm-hmm. Chicago. I believe so. Uh, right. But I know like the actual Goose Island branding three one two. Yeah, they still yeah. they still own and still brew the like really special stuff. But all the other stuff is done offloaded to mm-hmm. ABM Bev. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, speaking of things that ABM Bev is uh, is working on improving, um, we are heading into a very hot summer, and in this very or in the middle, actually, probably of a very hot summer, and during this time, we are seeing seltzer prices or not really prices, seltzer sales going through the roof. Prices will follow. Probably so. Um, so through June sixteenth, seltzer has racked in. Two hundred and fifty-seven million, or breakdown, I guess, two hundred fifty-seven million dollars through again June sixteenth, only half of the year, basically, um, compared That's... to eighty-five million during the same half of the year last year, and eight point five million in the same half of a year the year before in two thousand and sixteen. So you're That's looking at nuts. Yeah, thousand percent growth. I think would be what it would be for the uh, sixteen to seventeen and seventeen to eighteen, like three hundred percent growth. And this is all the hard seltzer. It says, like spiked seltzer. Essentially. Yep. So you're you're talking truly um, Henry's hard spiked. Uh, you're looking at the spiked um, sparkling seltzers, Svedka sparkling seltzer. <laughs> I looked um, over at the picture, and Svedka was the only one of those I could name. <laughs> I've seen the and Henry's I was like, though. I don't know what any of these are. Because Henry's does the hard soda as well. Yeah, everybody's in this game. So Henry's is in um, as a Miller Coors product. Mark Anthony Group, which is I think they're more wine focused, brought in the White Claw. Uh, Diageo's even in on it with their Smirnoff Spike Seltzer and um, Constellation has, of course, the Svedka ABM Bev. Theirs is named Spike Seltzer, and Boston Beer Company has truly. So even uh, our our craft partners out there are are getting in on the game. I didn't know Boston Beer did one. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not surprised at all, but I didn't know. Right. That. Yeah, they they were in on the uh, soda game back whenever that came out. So. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Which one was Just, theirs? I can't remember. Um, oh, uh, they had. The uh, um, it wasn't not your father's. It was Coney it was Island. Coney Island. Coney Island. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. But um, 
basically the article from Brewbound here goes in and talks about how the shift from soda over to this lower calorie version of a uh, a beverage has has kind of been faster than you would expect. Sodas really dropped off, and or hard sodas, I should say, have dropped off. They've kind of went flat, and these (laughs) beverages have have really picked up the the slack. so you're looking at some of these not like not your father's root beer, which was the biggest. Um, oh, yeah. That was biggest, a. That was oh, a big splash, is what I was just saying. Yep. <laughs> that was the. Oh, um, had a lot of fizz. Uh, this oh. is, not your father's was the probably. Don't the get on to me for those. puns. You just said that the <laughs> soda went flat. <laughs> oh, I guess I did. Um, on that one, they raked in 104 million, basically in there at the top of their game. Uh, in that same se- or in a six month period, so Goodness. it's it's definitely something that has grown a lot faster than I think the soda group has grown, and you're also seeing more of a health conscious look at this one. I guess whenever you're looking at the amount of calories, you're probably in the sub 100 calories for most cans of this, whereas for, the not your father's was probably in the 200 to 300 calories. Yeah, for when I want to get drunk, but I don't want to get fat while I get drunk. <laughs> yep. Essentially. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, when it's and really it, it, hot, like I can't imagine the root beer is going to be that refreshing when it's a billion degrees outside. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see where this group goes once the uh, the weather cools off. Um, yeah, it's not going to be. I don't think something that that I don't know because canned wine has taken off for the past couple of years and so canned wine's gonna be has it yes, yes. no at uh jungle gems at over they have a singles cans selection for their beer mm-hmm. and the very end of it is all singles of canned wine that you get single cans yep. barefoot and they're usually like a sparkling variety and so it, it's okay, kind of I a bubbly sparkly canned wine that was huh. making yep. me yeah that was what i was gonna say are those included in this count do they get considered no. with this no I would I would probably say not because those actually will have a little bit of sweetness to them. Mm. Hard seltzers will pretty much, and it depends on how they're made, and how they're made depends on uh, how they're made goes into another category where you're you're looking at can they be sold in certain locations because this one was made by adding liquor, distilled alcohol mm. to seltzer water, mm-hmm. and, or, or just water and and flavoring and you you get that or you make it like a beer except you send that through carbon filtration to get out all the flavor and you just leave the alcohol behind and that can be sold like a beer but if you make it with the added alcohol it doesn't matter if they're both the same abv at the end of the day and they both look exactly the same and and are basically getting you the same amount of drunk the process (laughs) determines that that has to be sold in a uh a liquor store, whereas a gas station can sell the the flavor malt beverage version. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Yep. Hmm. So um, consumers are looking at really quality uh, nutrition facts on the packaging when determining which one of these to buy. Things that you really don't see a lot of times whenever you're looking at uh, most beer brands in the craft market. You're not finding calorie information on the bottle. So that's kind of a big deal in in this market specifically. Yeah, I would say given those numbers, expect anyone else uh, who's not already who's in divisions or markets similar to this to jump in on this. So companies who yeah. already don't have uh, hard sparkling to suddenly have one. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> oh, Hard Sparkling is the name of my Gary Glitter cover band. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, speaking of Henry's, uh, from the people who bring you Henry's, uh, Miller Coors, uh, looking for a new chief marketing officer. David Kroll uh, will be leaving the company. He is their current marketing officer. Uh, on July twenty seventh, the Foo Fighters ran ran part of <laughs> Kroll. Kroll. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, less which sounds now. more like a comic book villain, in my opinion, <laughs> <laughs> or some sort of conqueror. He does. So Kroll, uh, who joined Miller Coors in mid twenty twelve as vice president in charge of U.S. marketing, uh, and took over as CMO in July twenty fifteen, is leaving to pursue other independent business interests. Mm. Oh, he was fired. <laughs> yeah, that's usually how that goes. I've enjoyed... The, no, that's how they'll word it. Has left to pursue something that's not this company. Yeah. Uh, I've enjoyed working with David, this is what the CEO said, uh, as he works to build relevance and respect for our brands. Under his leadership, we have made progress across our portfolios, substantially improving our visual identities and brands, uh, improving... Miller Lite's performance to gain share of total industry. I don't like the wording on that. <laughs> no. Reinvigorating Keystone Light uh, <laughs> by stealing Stone's marketing. <laughs> uh, building their above premium presence through brands and innovations like Soul, Henry's, Crispin Rosé, and Arnold Palmer Spiked. So, uh, the last news story basically weighs heavy on this man. Uh, so, a lot of those uh, mentioned beverages, he was behind a lot of the marketing for them. Uh, a search for Kroll's replacement is already underway, according to the memo, and Hattersley said uh, he is viewing Kroll's departure as an opportunity to get a fresh perspective across <laughs> their portfolio. Man, this is some... They are laying it on thick. Yeah, no, it's obvious that man was fired. I don't know. Usually, when they if they got you, we'll we'll see if they bring somebody in to fill that position, and we get the notification in like the next two weeks. Yes, probably let go. If it's a little bit longer, it's entirely possible he may have jumped ship. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and the opportunity to get a fresh perspective does kind of sound like <laughs> like we don't know what we're doing. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Uh, uh, Somebody in the investor relations department wrote that copy. <laughs> uh, but from the, everybody calm. From the CEO, <laughs> my immediate priority is to appoint a CMO who will advance our marketing efforts, working decisively and taking bold action to optimize our brand portfolio with an urgent focus on turning around Coors Light's performance and capturing more growth in above premium. That is the most buzzwordy pile of garbage sentence. Like, it means nothing. Yeah. It, it means uh, Coors Light is selling poorly. It is. In other well, news, water wet. Uh, you know, I, I, this seems like it's being sent to, it's meant to calm down investors. It's yeah. essentially the them holding a gun to each other going like, we're all going to be like little Fonzies here. And how's Fonzie? <laughs> cool. He's, he's cool. <laughs> Our plans are locked and loaded through fall, and I won't sacrifice finding the right person to satisfy an arbitrary timeline. So, oh, hmm. yep, he left with a short notice. Yep. 
there is there is the next sentence in this article that yes. I hadn't seen until now. However, I do plan to move uh, with pace to find our next marketing leader. Crawl forty nine went on medical leave early last year to undergo open heart surgery. Oh jeez! Oh. oh, one thing to consider. So maybe maybe there was more to this than us just going. Oh, he fired. <laughs> yeah, they could have um, let him go for, for medical reasons and just been like, "Look, we don't know how long you're going to make it. We need someone else." <laughs> yeah, they, like, here's uh, a big pile of money and go away. Uh, the number of CEOs that have had surgical procedures right and left to to keep them ticking along. <laughs> it's, I it's, mean, they're more man than machine now. I mean, more machine than man now. There we go. Flip it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, scratch that. Reverse it. <laughs> well. <laughs> there, there is the other side of that. If you think they could now be more man than they were before, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't get to those positions by being very uh, well. I can't say that, but compassion is not usually on the top list of things. <laughs> yeah, um, for a chief marketing officer, I was, was going to say Steve Jobs was not known for his compassion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Um... God, I got well, you know what he's probably going to need uh, now that he's he's got all this free time? He needs uh, some pizza and some beer. Some beer delivered to his house. I want that right now. Not not the beer delivered. I've got plenty, but I want pizza. <laughs> all right. Uh, pizza Hut's recipe to win over younger diners' hearts is simple. Team up with uh, the local... Man, when I was 16, ordering beer... Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, team up with the local NCAA team and add beer. <laughs> The chain, which in May expanded the beer delivery from about 100 stores in California and Arizona, plans to add the option at more locations this year. It's part of an effort to appeal to younger customers, particularly Gen Z, who should probably not be under 21 or whatever, but uh, along with its recent NCAA partnership, which I did not realize. Um, so, uh, is, that almost, is that almost the NAACP, Brittany? <laughs> They're in town right now. A lot of acronyms. Okay. Isn't Gen Z? No, Gen Z is the generation under us. Under us. Yeah. Yep. Like okay. behind they millennials. Were born in the mid '90s to mid 2000s, so they are so, just now turning 21. Yeah, some of them are turning. Okay. So they are the. That's fine. They call it the I generation, right? Like Generation Z or the I generation. I don't know. I gen. Yeah. I, yeah. I, all I know is it's those darn kids today with their hippity hop and their baggity pants. <laughs> and leaving leaving my lights on when no one's in the other room. <laughs> Running the bill up. <laughs> wow. Anyway, uh, so uh, uh, Pizza Hut, which is owned by Yum Brands Inc., which I think hmm. I forgot about, uh, has become <laughs> more of a focus for the company after it spun off its China business in 2016. Um uh, as far as reviving how they work, uh, pizza ha- pizza has improved delivery since then, and in February it took over the NFL sponsorship long held by Papa John's. Papa and, found himself in some trouble yeah, recently, pa- even more say, trouble. Papa John's has had some issues, so that makes sense. Good job. I, I want to go on the record right now. Uh, Papa John's pretty much the worst pizza ever. I would put Red yep. Baron frozen pizza above it. I Papa John's I is it. gross. The only thing they've ever contributed to pizza. Was garlic butter? I was gonna no, say, no, 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 pepperoncinis. Oh, okay. No, I don't like it, those. It I, I'm not both, a fan of those, but, but still. Look, I wanted the garlic butter. <laughs> the garlic butter is all they contributed that made pizza better. On the whole, everything else, like their dough, is garbage. Their sauce is terrible. Their cheese is horrid, and their toppings were just nasty. The like, pa- Papa John's has always made me sick, somehow. 
Even when uh, I got them free uh, in high this, school, I couldn't eat them. This has been a nice airing of grievances, guys. <laughs> Basically. So that means that Pizza Hut and Papa John's both had ties to Louisville. Yeah. Because the the big stadium was Yum. Oh. And, oh. and then the uh, Louisville Cardinals college team, they were uh, Papa John's stadium before that's, huh. this that's week. How you, that's how you could tell they were they were aiming for trouble. <laughs> uh, so the the push to sell pepperoni and beer may give Pizza Hut a leg up on digital leader Domino's Pizza, as well as Papa John's, uh, which is facing negative publicity over its founder and former chairman's recent racist comments, among okay. other things. Uh, you know, we should talk about that after the show because I actually missed what he said. I just knew he got in trouble and went. I am well, it's the racist stuff plus like he had some kind of sexual stuff against him too, which yeah. Yeah. We are going to talk a lot about this after the show. Then. <laughs> uh, yeah, right, so but. in the meantime, Americans clearly are demanding more delivery options for their food and drinks. Even McDonald's is starting to ser- offer the service now, which um, is really strange. When I pull into the parking lot, of yeah. McDonald's, they're like I go, Uber Eats, yeah. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so uh, Pizza Hut delivering beer and their pizza, and apparently partnering everywhere. So they're taking advantage of this stuff really well. But I do have to say, as far as, when it says the digital leader, yeah, Domino Domino's is still the best to order online from. Because I will, out of pure laziness, and because everything works so great on their app, mm-hmm. I will usually order Domino's. A because I've usually already got a free pizza on there. Mm-hmm. Because I order from them so much, because Points. it's so easy, and they always have the best deals. Yeah, their Brooklyn style pizza is pretty good. Like those are just big New York pieces. <laughs> what? Have a pizza? Yeah, oh. we could hey, do this. We could easily do half a pizza. <laughs> no, yeah, the, for the amount of pizza we eat, because somebody's pregnancy <laughs> craving has been pizza. Look, all I'm saying is, like, after one year of that show, I will be dead. My stomach <laughs> will have dissolved itself. So there's and only I will have died. There's. <laughs> There's only one reason that uh, that Man vs. Food show was only two seasons long. Yeah, he, he can only do that for so long. And by they season new, two, uh, he had gained like 100 pounds. <laughs> this, this is not healthy. No. <laughs> they got him a new one now, so so there's a new skinnier <laughs> yeah. add of hoping to get Hoping to get three years out of him. Jeez. <laughs> oh, but, okay, yeah, I'm... I just all I can think of with like uh, uh, Pizza Hut delivering beer is just like ha- it's going to be tricky to make sure you're not giving it to under you know underage drinkers. Yeah. So that's uh, our what used to be one of my favorite local pizza places closed up because of just that thing. They started they were next to a college campus and they started mm. doing uh, deliveries and they were doing started doing uh, really small alcohol sales. And then they added beer to their deliveries. And within six months, they were shut down. <laughs> yeah, it's just like they have to figure out, you know, like they have to make sure they have a good way to, to filter out, you know, 17 year olds going. I mean, how are they going to tell until they get here? I wonder how that is. Cause, I mean, they've they've said they've already done it in um, 100 stores now in California mm-hmm. and Arizona. So I wonder like it's clearly worked enough that they're wanting to expand and saying like it's okay to expand. So I, I am kind of wondering. There's got to be some kind of thing involved there. Are the delivery drivers authorized to like ID the person accepting oh, the yeah. delivery? Yeah, that, that that's um, not a pro- getting someone yeah. to 
know how to ID someone's on an issue. My thing, though, is just that now I'm just picturing your delivery driver just going like, well, I mean, since we got one here. (laughs) (laughs) I was just picturing it being bouncers, like it's what bouncers are doing on the side now. And what kind of beer no, would they serve? I picture them drinking while they're delivering. <laughs> Are they just going to serve like Bud Light and Corona and stuff? I mean, Probably. Uh, what if they the... had like a? What if they just came up and they carried their own small keg and they came up to you and they just <laughs> tapped out something for? Tsh- mm, no, okay. no, probably not. Just they can get some weird Rube Goldberg designed thing <laughs> on their back. Just tsh- here's your beer. Basically, uh, my job. Wasn't that uh, one of the episodes of The Simpsons with Duffman? He just had, like, a backpack that was a yes. giant keg, and he was just, like, spraying beer. Yes. <laughs> it's a waste. So it'll be AB InBev. Hmm? Um, AB InBev brands and Miller Coors brands. Okay. Because hmm. uh, yeah. <laughs> they just used to be it was only, they only had uh, AB InBev brands in their stores, I believe. Uh, and then now you can get Coors, uh, Miller Coors as well. Hmm. Eh, all right. All right. <laughs> Well, if if one of those guys, God forbid, had an accident on the way, there'd be a lot of spilled with uh, beer. But uh, you may be out 15, 20 bucks worth of beer. Hogwash Whiskey Den, however, in Spokane, Washington, just lost $10,000 worth of scotch in a flood. Oh! Oh, dear God. Yes. Um, Think of the children. <laughs> Hogwash Whiskey Den. Most of these whiskeys were old enough to drink. Um, Hogwash Whiskey Den in downtown Spokane lost $10,000 worth of whiskey in a rare scotch collection when the Washington Cracker Company building flooded Thursday. Owner Jeremy Hansen said some of the bottles, such as the 1970 Tully Bardeen single malt scotch are difficult to replace collector's items costing up to $300 a pour. It's it's unfortunate, he said. Some of these bottles will never be seen again. Hansen said that during the storm, hundreds of gallons of water poured through the pipes, causing them to pressurize. The pipes then burst and sloped the wood floors, showering the scotch collection and the bar floor below. Staff on site used buckets and squeegees to clean up the murky mess. It was a downpour in there, Hansen said. The upstairs in the Pacific uh, kitchen with a downstairs whiskey bar were both filled with customers. But Hansen said the worst part of the mess was contained to the corner of the bar, (laughs) where, unfortunately, the most expensive scotch was shelved. (laughs) Hansen said... Either the building or business insurance should cover the damage and property loss. Some rare varieties of scotch bottled in the 1970s, gathered in the two years since the business started, will be, however, difficult to replace. The spirits director, uh, Simon Morby, says that the bar was able to save some whiskeys, but they only have a bottle of usable scotch left. He added that the expensive and rare scotch might be of interest to collectors, but it would be unsanitary to sell to customers. Ethically, we shouldn't serve, or we can't serve that, he said. Hansen said that he isn't sure what he's going to do with the unusable scotch, though selling it to collectors could be an option. He's waiting for more information from his insurance carrier before making the decision. In a turn of events however the bar is hosting an all weekend flood cell to go through the business's remaining usable drink with pours uh, for ten dollars and well drinks for five (laughs) so okay what all those bottles couldn't have been compromised in this there had to be some that were very well sealed that are fine but but how do they know hmm 
Yeah, that's the so if it came down like if he had like a whiskey cabinet over on that corner and it could have tossed the whiskeys into the floor if if it came through like a downpour like what it was saying. Or if they've got uh the uh, I was thinking even corks, but they've got like the little uh pour stout spout oh. on some of them. Yep. That can get I mean, it keeps it would keep a lot of it out, but there's no way to say they didn't get some of it in yeah. there. And alcohol probably would kill off anything that would hurt you, but still, you don't want to take the risk. It yeah. would compromise also, the it flavor. Would, it would make it taste weird. Oh yeah, <laughs> especially unless Scotch. it came from unless it came from Scotch water, like it just <laughs> filtered through peat and then there's poured a, into a lot of peat on the roof. <laughs> Tell Pete to get down. There, there's a storm out. Tell Pete and Pete to get down from here <laughs> to fix is, these pipes. <laughs> that is still Arnie just would be the one. Heartbreaking. About that, I mean, I would. I wonder what was in that collection. I'd, Indeed, for I mean, ten thousand dollars worth of scotch. That just oh, my heart <laughs> hurts me. Yeah, <laughs> hurts me in my soul. Indeed. Uh, but the savings right. are getting passed on to you in the uh, ten dollar and five dollar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, Invert House uh, scotch that. <laughs> It was still left over. I'm just picturing like the only thing that that survived was a bottle of Clan McGregor. Well, oh, the yeah. picture with the article, uh, besides the creepy Pinocchio marionette hanging, I can yes. see two bottles of E. H. Taylor sitting in the back, and you know there's some, still some stuff hanging around there. Looks like there. That may have been a pre-flood photo. <laughs> Pinocchio's probably got some water damage after that. Yep. Poor Pinocchio. <laughs> Yeah, looking at that, there's a lot of boxes that of bottles that just have a cork in them. So if it got down, it would be easy to get it into the into the actual bottle itself. Yeah, but oh well, maybe he'll get it replaced eventually. Um, it's just going to take some time trying to find all those bottles. Well, you know, it might be easier to find some bottles Tell at me. a park, <laughs> at least in Colorado. Um. Yeah, uh, we're actually having an alcohol policy change coming to Denver, Colorado parks. So, um, Denver's, uh, oh, it's actually called Wash. Okay, Denver's Wash Park has plenty of shade, (laughs) water uh, to play in, and entertainment. It's the perfect place for some to go and escape the summer heat. Of course, um, they've got plenty of water there. They've got a wash. Yeah, that's Hmm. a weird name doing. Okay. Currently, uh, 3.2 beer is allowed in Denver's uh, public parks. I don't know what that means, 3.2. 3.2% alcohol. Uh, okay, gotcha. Uh, uh, Utah yeah. beer. Yeah, Utah, Utah beer. <laughs> and it's actually, it may be alcohol by weight instead of ABB on those. Oh, okay. Be. Um, the, there's a video beer. on the, the main website. It, it just shows like, people drinking a bunch of different cans. So you could be stuff. drinking Utopias out of a dropper, right? <laughs> <laughs> it says uh basically they interviewed a bunch of people and it was like so they're wondering if that allows glass bottles but then they're they're not gonna uh allow the glass bottles at all so i'm guessing it's just cans it looks like good on them um yeah because they're like well glass bottles have the issue of breaking <laughs> which you know if anybody's playing around in the park and steps on that that's gonna be super fun you don't want to get glass in your grass no not in Denver. um <laughs> Uh, so, no um, one, no one going with the pun? No. Uh, I hate you all. <laughs> so, uh, they asked a, um, 40 year old Denver area resident who was enjoying the day at the park, uh, said, I think the park is for families and children and alcohol doesn't enter into that. 
It causes How do those children get there, though? <laughs> uh, it causes a lot of problems that families don't need. Children don't need to be around it. So the city has added a regulation that prohibits sale and consumption of alcohol within 50 feet of playgrounds. But um, some <laughs> I was going to say within 50 feet of a child. Some don't think it's, it's enough. Um, so Denver's Parks and Recreation Department is also trying to simplify and unify regulations for the sale and consumption of alcohol at events in all their parks. So the rules at um, says Sloan's Lake, which I guess is another park location, uh, would be the same as those for Washington Park. Uh, Parks and Rec has completed a public survey as well as held a public meeting to hear feedback. They say the rules and regulations will be dynamic and could change throughout the pilot program, which starts January 1st, 2019, to expire um, basically at the end of next year. Uh, before permanent rules or rules will go into place in 2020. Mm. Just picturing a, a, a public forum that was like it was in the show Parks and Rec. I was going to say That's no. That's all I'm picturing right Ron now. Ron Swanson would <laughs> never have allowed this. So, it, like, the thing is, like, oh yes, just, he would. Well, <laughs> it would have been scotch only. Well, but then the glass thing, and it would have been a whole thing again. So, uh, but yeah, the, there's just a just saying video... if, if you can't have if you can't have glass, you still can have wine. Just you gotta slap the bag while you're. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the, Maybe that's the, cool. There's a video on there where, like, you know, obviously some kind of Denver news uh, network, and it just shows people like with cans of like Line and Kugel and Takate and stuff, <laughs> and they're playing volleyball and you know doing park things. I I find it weird that yeah. it's allowed there at all because a, none of our parks uh, near here allow alcohol. So. So. Yeah. Here's the deal, though, with the the cans that they're showing. In the first shot, like in the first few seconds, they open up the cooler and there's limeritas in there. <sighs> limeritas are eight percent. Oh dear. So those okay. are already illegal. Whenever they were nice, uh, they probably filming. just took a picture of some someone's cooler, regardless of whether it was mm. at the. I don't know because it looks like they're following this particular group around on the video. Yeah. Maybe um, in, at the park, yeah. That's probably. I would say they they probably took these folks and and uh, set yeah. them up throughout the day. Line and Kugel is more than three point two, isn't it? Yep. Line and Kugel yeah. got to be four or five. They probably ha- again. They probably have some kind of Utah beer. Uh, you know, I looked it up. It's a different can. Um, the Limeritas that are that, that are there. They're kind of a clear can. The three point twos are a clear can. Oh. Uh, plastic clear. Oh. Weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I, I think it. I think it's weird. I guess just because we've never been allowed to have alcohol at parks here, so it's like to me, it's like weird mm-hmm. that they're allowed to at all. But I mean, I honestly don't see a problem with having, you know, uh, like the 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 ABV limit and whatnot. Like, I don't see the problem there. I guess. Yeah, it's alcohol is alcohol. I mean, I understand after having been to. Utah, how difficult it is to get drunk off of a three two. Yeah, so I get I get that part of it. Unless you're in the sky. But I mean, yeah. I, I mean, we've even talked about that, like on, on some of our parks here. Like we'd love to like do like a you know a, a, a like a barbecue or whatever, like a, a cookout with with people. You know, you go to the little shelter house thing, you get the shade, and it'd be nice if you could bring some kind of like nice summer beer. But instead, like you're you're not allowed to bring any of that. So. All you can bring is your pair of binoculars that are actually a flask, 
And then everyone's judging you because you unscr- you're drinking from from lenses. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I love that the the naysayer that they keep going back to through the whole time is like, some, like some seventy year old, some grandma, get off my, yeah. yeah, get off my lawn, lady. Think of the children; they were only conceived because they were drunk. Don't don't <laughs> lie to yourself, old lady. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, all right, there, there's no way to transition into this no. next one. Uh, so, based off of the uh, immensely popular and successful Build-A-Bear uh, incident, where it was pay your age in a promotion, a craft brewery has decided a pay your age deal for beer would be great. <laughs> in Virginia Beach... Uh, Build-A-Bears across the country were flooded with people trying to pay their age for a bear. Local craft beer shop decided to mix things up and offer a very similar deal. Mix it up. Seems discriminatory, by the way. Grandmother comes in. It's going to cost you like $900 to pay for this, (laughs) ma'am. Oh, for the bears, it was the kid's age. Yeah. Oh. Parents paid based on the child's age. Uh, Mix It Up Virginia Beach on Shore Drive is offering a pay-your-age day for a pint, the shop decided, uh, to add a decimal to the deal, since we're adults. <laughs> Anyone 25 will only have to pay 250 for a pint. Ah, okay. I was going to say, like, man, that's a really bad deal. Yeah, that would have been <laughs> terrible. Where, that, uh, where is that decimal, it turns out? The deal starts at 3 p.m. on Thursday, so it's already happened, uh, according to their Instagram page. Uh, post shared by Mix It Up on July 12th. Uh, Thursday, Build-A-Bear's Pay Your Age Day was so successful it failed. <laughs> and that is, that's really where this goes into. Everyone just keeps saying, hopefully that doesn't happen with uh, the craft beer shop. So the Build-A-Bear thing, this was actually news to me off of this story. Oh, yeah. So it was, you have the, the insane lines and Build-A-Bear tweeted out well, like right before this even started. Uh, urgent alert per authorities we cannot accept additional guests at our locations due to crowd safety concerns we have closed lines in our stores we understand some guests are disappointed and we will reach out directly as soon as possible the fire marshal will not let anyone else in this mall exactly no the pictures are crazy like lines go like weaving through entire malls of people with their strollers and kids, like, going, like, what? Is a bear that important to you? No, it's the deal. It's like a Black Friday, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't the care. savings. It's, it's dumb. <laughs> I've never been in a Build-A-Bear. This is... Oh, we're not taking our call, kid there. Call yourself lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I have. This looks <laughs> so dumb. Like, pre-show we were talking about it, and it... I was like, because everyone was mentioning, oh, yeah, you got to do the whole, like, kiss the heart thing. And I was like, I don't know, can I fart in its open chest? Does that work? Like, I think the whole thing is just super <laughs> weird. You kiss the heart. I'll give it a Cleveland steamer. <laughs> do I give it tongue? <laughs> no, I was like, you have to kiss the heart. I only eat hearts for their rich, tasty courage. Um, and this while bear... staring at the, the five-year-old behind you in line. <laughs> this bear mm-hmm. has no courage. Oh, so yeah, the build a bear thing was an utter disaster. They're show- like stores. If you look at the pictures, just mobbed with people, and then they I, just I, looked up and said, "Everybody out." <laughs> I like how off, like breweries are very quick to go. Hmm. Here's an event going on. How can I turn that into a sale to drum up business? 
Yeah, that's happening. I'm, I'm a wondering lot. how it went now that it's like what one or two days ago that it happened. I mean, if you were 18, it went or 21, 18. If you're 21, <laughs> then the lowest possible age, then it was great. You're paying 210 for pints of beer. That's yeah. awesome. And yeah, and the breweries only have like 80, 75, 80 cents, probably even in some of the big ones per pint. So they were still making a profit, and you're getting cheap beer. I, yep. Win win, yep. and they got their name out there. Well, well, you know who else? Thank you for the fun. You know who else got his name out there? Local Florida man. Well, not local for us, but local for Florida. It's always Florida man. Florida man. Florida man. Deputies arrested a man in Verno Beach after he admitted to drinking in his vehicle at stop signs, but not while the uh, vehicle was in motion. A technicality, but he was willing to bet on it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he did not drink while driving. Uh, the Indiana River County Sheriff's uh, Office responded to a McDonald's drive through <laughs> on <laughs> South U.S. Highway 1. You... I've been to this McDonald's. I, I, it's, it's 30 minutes from your parents' house in Florida. So... 15. Okay. Oh. 15 minutes north, but yes. Wow. Uh, it's on June 27th after someone complained about a man driving his vehicle into the back of another over and over. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is the second funniest drunk person at a McDonald's I've ever heard of. Um, deputies approached the driver, 69 years old, uh, Earl Stevens Jr., and asked him for his license. According to the arrest report, he handed him a Florida I- uh, ID card and said... He did not have a valid Florida driver's license. Oh, that's helpful. <laughs> that's really that's 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 the best. Uh, the sheriff's office said Stevens had an open bottle of Jim Beam bourbon in a uh, in a brown paper bag. Deputies also say Stevens smelled of alcohol and sl- had slurred speech and glossy eyes. The deputy asked how Stevens was feeling. He was he responded with I'm "Feeling pretty good." Open <laughs> <laughs> was. Uh, according to the report, deputies asked Stevens to get out of the vehicle and asked if he was drinking. He told the deputies he had three drinks and admitted to drinking them straight from the bottle. The deputies asked Stephen where he was drinking. Uh, he explained he was drinking at stop signs and traffic signals, but not while the car was moving. Right. I mean, that's that's an important distinction, yeah. <laughs> deputies also asked Stevens if he hit the rear bumper of a vehicle in front of him. Uh, according to the release, Stevens denied it. They also found three prescription pill bottles in Stevens' vehicle. Oh my goodness. According to release, Stevens said he was coming from the doctor and was prescribed medications last week. Uh, Stevens also admitted to drinking while driving from Port St. Lucie to Indiana, uh, Indian River County. Uh, deputies arrested Stevens for drunk driving under the influence and driving without a valid Florida license. He also had two prior DUI char- charges from Missouri. Can I just say I love slow news days when they just reach into the Florida pile? Yeah, that's that's what <laughs> happens. When in doubt, Florida. And the the look of this guy, too, he looks he just looks angry. He looks like um... <laughs> he oh. looks like Bill Murray in a fat suit with less hair. <laughs> I was saying, I was gonna say he looks like one of the two, like either Statler or Waldorf. I gotta look up the picture now oh. from uh, the Muppets. Heads up, this uh, particular McDonald's is not. Um, this isn't the first time strange crimes have uh, happened with this one. 
Uh, uh, wait, are you saying not all McDonald's find dead people in their parking lot? Well, this one uh, had another issue where a homeless man stabbed a bike cyclist to death. <laughs> oh my, my god! <laughs> in the parking lot. So Freaking it's roughly Florida. the same as the one across the street from me. Okay. <laughs> so it's like the White Castle in Newport. Gotcha. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just love that it is in a white cat, in a not white castle, in a McDonald's parking lot, and like they said, drive through, and all I could think of was, I swear to God, was he asleep? Is this a repeat <laughs> of someone else I know? Oh. All right, well, um, I think that's on news, that note. Yeah, but, that's uh, it for this week. <laughs> everyone remember, don't drink and drive. Don't drink while stopped when you're driving. Just, it's all just, the same. Just don't have drink. alcohol in the car, guys. Yeah, don't don't. <laughs> Don't have drinks have and it, get in the car. Have it in the car. Have it in the trunk, sealed up. Have it, you can't uh, yeah, get to it. Unopened. <laughs> get home or get to your location that someone else drove you to, and then have a drink. Mm, yes. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll have to talk about that after the, <laughs> the post show, unless, unless he's going to oh. type that in. Um, <laughs> okay. And as of an hour ago, oh, uh, oh dear, shooting, leaving one dead, one wounded. <laughs> McDonald's is cooperating. At the same McDonald's? So, um, it is a Vero Beach McDonald's, and there's only two inside <laughs> the city. So, fifty-fifty chance. What's happening, McDonald's? Flipping Florida, guys. They I... need to have like a live stream of their security cameras. That would be. <laughs> I wouldn't want to work there. Like, holy crap! <laughs> All right. Uh, on that positive note. Um, <laughs> We'd like to remind everyone that this is our news-only show, uh, but we also do the weekly long-form show discussing the science and history around what you drink. If you like what you hear and you want to support Have a Drink, please go to patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. Uh, we'll see you next Saturday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, live here on Twitch. And once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>